Shalom everybody, Shavua Tov, and welcome back. We're continuing with where we left off in Likuta Alachot, in the section Orachaim, the laws of giving thanks, Birkat Hoda'ah, discourse number 6, which is based on Likutei Moran Lesson 24. We're now still in the middle of section 24, regarding Parshat Vayetze, the dream of Jacob's ladder, and the subsequent blessings that Hashem gave him. And before we continue, please, please, if these classes have enlightened you, please share these classes on your status and on any other social media that you can to get the message out. We're holding now in the part of the blessing where Hashem blesses Yaakov, right? Where He said, And your offspring will be like the earth of the land. So there's a good question. You know, you, you said by Avram Avinu, like the stars, which is also endless. You know, why the earth? Also the earth is in a way derogatory. Because you, you, we stamp on the earth, we walk on the earth. When you say, may your offspring be like the earth, of the, 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 the dirt of the earth. So it's like, that's very derogatory. It's like, so you're going to be trampled upon? Okay, I understand the message that you're going to be abundant. Just like there's so many afar, there's so much dirt, particles... That's how your offspring will be. So on, the, on that hand, I can understand it. But the other factors of earth and dirt are negative. It's on the earth. We, try, we walk upon them. So Rav Nosson, he, he asks this question. And he shows us that there's something very deep here. Something very powerful. And he's going to explain the juxtaposition of the rest of the verse. Again, this is Vayetze, chapter 28. Right? And it says like this. In verse... Verse 14, right? The whole verse reads like this, that Hashem is blessing, all this is in the dream. After he saw the ladder, so in the, this is the part of the blessings. Hashem tells Yaakov, your offspring will be like the earth of the, of the land, the dirt of the land, afar, the, the, the dust, the dirt of the land. This funny word, ufaratsta. Yama vekedma vetsafona vanegba. Yobi poretz. Yama, which means west, Kedma, east, Tzafona, north, and Negba. Faratsta, so Rashi says something amazing. Rashi says means you'll be strong, Vechazakta. The word Poretz means you will be strong wherever you'll be spread. You'll be strengthened and strong westward, eastward, northbound, and southbound. Okay? So it's a very interesting uh, blessing. What does it mean? What does it mean? You'll be strong there, okay? Rashi gives, doesn't give so much details, but it, it, but it just says, Vechazakta, you'll be strong. We understand it to mean that wherever your offspring, Yaakov, will be, they'll be strengthened. But look what Ibn says. So he's explained these words. Ufaratsta, Yama, Vakedma, Tzafona, Vanegma. Okay? You'll be strengthened, Vechazakta. Whether it's Yama, like we said, west, Vakedma, east, Safona north, Negma south. Shehu, what does that mean? By being strengthened in all four directions, that means there's no limitation. Shehu nachala This corresponds to how the Gemara terms the blessing of Yaakov as an inheritance. It's an inheritance that has no boundaries. Bli mitzarim. There's no boundaries to it. It's unlimited, if you want to say. And that's what the Gemara says. Kamo shamru like our sages teach in the Gemara. Shabbat 
page 118a, talks about the nachala of uh, someone who is who delights the Shabbat. Kol ha-me'aneget ha-Shabbat zochel nachala b'li mitzami. Merits an inheritance that has no limitation. What does that mean? Shabbat is not bound for the limitations of this physical world. Yes, it's the seventh day. It's in the setup of the week. But yet, when you connect to the oneg of Shabbat, you transcend time and space. You go above time, above space. And that's why someone who's oneg Shabbat, who delights the Shabbat, he connects to an unlimited experience. And that's Yaakov Avinu. And it connects so amazingly with what we said earlier, that Yaakov is the bridge to connect a person to the Keter. Yaakov and his essence, he was the one, Dafka had this dream, and like we said, if you remember, Makom, he bounced back, hitting the Keter. Makom is the Keter, which means the gateway to the infinite light, which is no end. Dafka Yaakov came to this, and that's why he's getting all these blessings. So the blessing that Hashem told Yaakov, you will strengthen yourself, west, east, north, south, no limitation. You bypass the directions, the four directions, the four corners of the globe. You're going to bypass that because you, were, you, you are worthy for that because you of all, more than Avram and Yitzchak, are a master of being able to bounce back and be strong and be pure. We have a balance. Right? We said that already. Avraham is chesed, Yitzchak is gvura. Those are two extremities, right and left. Yaakov is the middle balance. So because he's a balanced entity, when he, ha- he had that pigiah, that bounce back from the Keter, he more than everyone else was able to take it properly. And he proved it, like we said earlier, and then he had mitah shlema. His children were all tzaddikim, 12 sons, all tzaddikim. As opposed to Avram who had Yishmael, and Yitzchak who had Esav, there was dross, there was excess in their holiness, as great as they were, but in their offspring, which is a, a, a continuity of their, their, themselves, in a sense, there was dross, there was excess, excessiveness, something wrong. And so that means they weren't balanced. By Yaakov he was balanced, and his merit, his blessing that he gets from Hashem, is that he knows no bounds. His nachalas bli mitzarim, k'mo shem rabotein uzal. Ki hu zacha letaken chet adam harishon beyoter. More than Avram and Yitzchak, Yaakov was able to rectify the blemish of Adam Arishon. We went into this earlier in this lesson, of that the, ble- the whole blemish of, of Adam was that of Atzvut. By falling into the succumbing of the Nachash, the snake, to eat from the tree of knowledge of good and evil. Okay? So then, the, we said that. The, 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 we said this in last class. That the, the punishment was sadness because, the, because he, he blemished the idea of the place in that he sinned, Adam Arishan sinned in eating of the tree. So that causes that there's a blemish in the earth. So there, Yaakov comes along to fix the earth. So that's why Hashem's blessings involve place. He said, your, 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 your offspring will be like the afar of the earth to show that you're the one to rectify the damage caused by Adam Arishon. We saw that in the last class, okay? So now, he more than the Avram, Avram Yitzhak had the merit to fix the blemish of Adam Arishon. Because he's, he's able to transcend space. He's able to connect space, the physicality of this world, Makom, and to connect it to its root, which is the true Makom, which we said is the Keter, which is the gateway to the infinite light. The goal of this world is to connect the finite existence to infinite, to connect them, which is like impossible. It's, it's irrational and illogical to do that. Yet, 
by the prescriptions as outlined from the Zohar that Rabbi Nachman quotes, we can, when you have the bouncing format and being bounced back, in that bounce back, you can draw the light of the infinite light into a physical limitation. This is Yaakov's expertise. This is where Adam Arishon blemished. Okay? So he's saying now, more than Avram and Yitzhak, Yaakov was able to fix the blemish of Adam Arishon. Until in the end, Yaakov will finish his lot. In other words, what's right, rightfully due to his good deeds and actions, he will get rewarded for that. He'll get it fixed. Where do we see that? Like the Gemara says, Ki bayit an amazing concept. The last final third temple is the concept of Yaakov. To explain, they say in the Gemara, the first temple corresponds to Avram Avinu, but it was destroyed. The second temple corresponds to Yitzchak Avinu, but it was destroyed. The third temple will not be destroyed, and it corresponds to Yaakov Avinu over there. Okay, So he, the, the, the Gemara says that Avram, he called the temple mount a mountain, Har. Yitzchak called it a sadeh, an open field. Yaakov called it a bait. Okay? A bait is a structure that's strong, an edifice that, if it's built strong enough, can't be destroyed. So Yaakov, he was able to, to translate, to decipher, to bring down the light of the Beit HaMikdash, which connects to the infinite light, in a format that's usable. Not like a mountain. Avram called it a mountain. Meaning what? That it's too much light and it's too far from me. It's like too hard and it's intensity of chesed, if you want to say. And it's still untangible. That's why it was destroyed, the first temple. There was the light of Avraham, which is too high, too much intensity. That's why it was destroyed. Yitzchak was like a field, an sadeh, an open field, which is also not usable because it's a field. It's endless and it's walking and walking. So the second temple, the attitude of Yitzchak, which was a field, was still present in the, in the second temple, meaning that it wasn't yet in a practical level. It wasn't brought down. So in other words, this answers the question we see a lot in the prophets. How could the Jews in the time of the temple be idol worshippers? You had such a gift in your hands. You had the, when, we read, when we read about the Beit HaMikdash, we're flipping out. We're trying to imagine how much light there must have been. You know, the Kohanim and the Jews came with their sacrifices and the light of the Shekhinah. We're imagining big things. And yet, it was destroyed? How could it be? You guys had such a gift? And the answer is yes, because it was in a format of two extremity if it was a mountain in the first temple's case, or if it was a field in the second temple's case, meaning unusable. You can't live on a mountain. You can't live in a field. A house I can live in. A field without a house, a mountain without a house I can't live in. But a house that is usable. It's something which has dimensions, rooms, there's constrictions, there's said, there's structure, there's organization, there's settlement, settling. But a, a mountain is just open. A field is open. So Avraham, which is the first temple, Yitzhak's second temple, it's unusable. There was, a, there was an end to it. They were destroyed. Yaakov, though, his concept is bait. He called it, it's called Beit Yaakov. The house of Jacob. This is the Gemara, by the way, Psachim. All this is in the Gemara, Psachim, page 88.1, about this whole idea. The third temple is in the merit of Yaakov, who called it a house. He called the place of the Beit HaMikdash as a bait, which is usable. Okay? Meaning what? Yaakov was able to build parameters, constrictions, 
not like Avram, which is this open chesed, and Yitzchak, which is open gvura, severity. Okay? In the field, you're just walking in the field, you don't see anything. A mountain, at least, is like a car. You're climbing up the mountain. Yeah, we're climbing Mount Everest. All right. It's like accomplishment. That's Avram, chesed. But still, it's, not a, it's, it's open. It's like, it's like a pointless, in a sense. It's not tangible. It's light, light of God. Yeah, Yitzchak is also light of God, but it's a field. It's just going straight and straight. When does it end? It doesn't end. Just keep on walking. <laughs> straight. That's Yitzchak. First, second temple. First temple, Avram. Yaakov, a house. You can use a house. I can live in a house. I can do things. You know, raise children, raise a family. Shabbat, a family. Conjugal rights, whatever. We live in a home. It's usable. We use it. That's why a person needs to have Yishavadat. Yishuv, settle. the word for settled mind, Yishuvadat, is also to set a, settle, a settlement. When you have a settlement, it's houses. You build houses, caravans, whatever. But they're houses, okay? So Yaakov is able, the, the concept of Yaakovinu is to bring a structure, which is constriction, yeah, but it's beneficial, the constriction. It allows you to build and to grow. That's what was missing in the factor of Avram, which is why the dross was Ishmael. And Yitzchak, where the dross was Esav. Yaakov had no dross. Everything was pure. Everything was excellent, perfect, because it was balanced. And the balance was due to being able to make a constriction properly. And that's the third temple. That's why I won't be disturbed the third, the third temple. Okay, ki bayitacharon ye bivchenat Yaakov. K'mo shamur botenu like our rabbis teach all this in the Gemara Psachim, page 88a. Now, why? Ki ma'ale afar ha'aretz, because Yaakov has within his ability to elevate the earth of the land. And what is the earth of the land correspond to, like we said in the, pla- the last class? Shehu tachlit ha-makom gashmi From the four elements, or, you know, earth, wind, fire, and water, the most, most physical of the creation of the existence is earth, of the elements. Okay? That's the most farly removed from godliness. And the one domain that requires the most work to be elevated. And Yaakov was the master of fixing the Afarits. Okay? So the makom of the place, earth, is physicality. And Yaakov is able to reconnect the farthest places from godliness, the farthest reaches of physical existence, to reconnect it to the root of the place, of place, of space. Which is what? The root of the physical space and place is Hashem, who is called the place of the world. Like we said this, Hashem is the Mekomo Shelolam, Ve'ein Ha'olam Mekomo. Hashem is called the place of the world. That means the world is within Hashem. And not the opposite, that there's the world and Hashem can be found in the world. No, the world, even though Hashem seems to be able to be found, made found in this world, we have to look and find Hashem in this world. And it can be found in your davening, in your mitzvot, using your emunah, okay? But the, the, it's just a trick, because the real reality is that the world of all the concealment and all the hiddenness is within Hashem. It's a, Hashem is the mekomo shalolam. And He's called space, makom. Earth also is called a place, space. It occupies space. And our goal, and what Yaakov was able to do, is to connect physical space to its root, which is the Mekom Shalom. That's the goal. That's what Hashem wants. That is the, uh, that's the ultimate rectification of this creation. Okay? Valken. So therefore, based on all these introductions, you can understand the blessing that he was given. Nit Baser, Vehaya, Zaracha, 
So because of this, he was informed, he was blessed by Hashem in this dream of the ladder. Your descendants will be like the earth of the land. Because like we asked, what, what, what blessing it is to be compared to the earth of the land? It's a blessing. Because you're now taking from the farthest extremity and being able to elevate it. And look what he's in now Rav Nossin, he sees bothered by the juxtaposition. You can understand why it says, number one, your, your children will be like the earth of the land. And right after that, and you will strengthen yourself strengthen yourself on the west, east, north, south, etc. What does that mean? Look what Rav Nossin says. It's unbelievable. Shebechol mekomot sheyerdu Yisrael What's the blessing here that Yaakov is receiving? That no matter how low the Jewish people will fall, you, Yaakov, your merit will be there to bring them back. That's the blessing here. Unbelievable. That no matter whatever lowly place, physically, spiritually, emotionally, mentally, it's called a place. I'm in a bad place, right? That's the expression. I'm in a bad place right now. The person's in a bad place. That's the, that's the expression used in today's talking, right? He's in a bad place. He's in a situation in life, and we call it a bad place, not by chance. Because the place is what's damaged, and now what's needed is to bring a person back from that place. That's already in the blessing that was given originally to Yaakov Avinu. You'll strengthen yourself, right? Your offspring will be like the earth. So, and, and what does that mean? Wherever they'll be scattered like earth. Ufaratsta, you'll be able to strengthen them. You, Ufaratsta, you and your offspring, will to be tchazik from no matter which corner of the world that they're thrown to. Alaska, Bombay, Dubai, Timbuktu, wherever. From there they can come back. Watch, this is phenomenal what he's saying here. Right? No matter what, at what place the Jews will fall into, you, Yaakov Avinu, will be able to sift them out and elevate them from there. Bivchinat, like the concept of another verse. This is a verse from Dvarim, Parshat Nitzavim. Okay, where the verse, and we say this every morning in our on our morning prayers in the Korbanot. Okay, if now the verse reads in Dvarim, chapter thirty, verse four, in Parshat Nitzavim, there Hashem is promising what will happen to bring the Jews back. That, in other words. How Hashem will bring back the Jews no matter how low they fall. If it will be you, you Jewish people who are pushed away, you are farther, distanced, so far, not just physically, but spiritually, at the end of the heavens, at the end of the, end of the world, no matter how far you are physically and, 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 all, and all the more so spiritually, from there Hashem will gather you back in. It's a prophecy. It's a, it's a pasuk. It's an open verse in the Torah. And he's saying here, Rav Nosen, that this is connected to the blessing of, our, of Yaakov. It's connected. This is happening that Hashem will bring you back no matter how far you've fallen. We see this happening today. There's the Jews in the world are trying to run away from the Jewish identity. But the situation, what's happened in uh, Aza and everything, is getting every Jew, whether he likes it or not, to be identified as a Jew. That he can't run away. And he has to now come back. He's being wake, woken up. <laughs> Amazing, okay? And that's what the verse is saying. No matter how far you fall, Hashem will gather you and bring you back in. Okay? Because all of this 
is hinting to. The blessing that Jacob received is not just a personal blessing, and it's not just a blessing for his offspring, but it's also a representation of what the job will be of the final Redeemer, Mashiach. That's what Rebbe is saying now. All of this is hinting to on the, the righteous Redeemer, Mashiach, that will be a descendant of Yaakov Avinu. This will be his job. The job of Mashiach will be to bring back the ingathering of the exiled Jewish people. Physical exiled and spiritually exiled. The job and the power and the capacity of the righteous regime, Redeemer, Mashiach, will be able to enlighten in every generation, no matter what generation it is, into all the Jewish people. They can receive an enlightenment from the Mashiach. What enlightenment? To bring joy to the Jewish people, to strengthen them. Because Paratzta means to lechazek. And Rav Nosson saying this also means to bring joy, the happiness. To bring happiness and strengthen in his awesome strength that Mashiach will have the righteous Redeemer. And also his deep advice. What does it mean, deep advice? People fall into such depths, he'll be able to offer deep enough advice to counter the deep severity of their situation. That they're stuck in a quicksand, they're stuck in really in a low, low situation. Doesn't matter, his advice is so far reaching and deep that it can match it. Throw anything to him. Mashiach says, Throw me anything, I can match it. I can give you advice that give you hope to get out of any scenario. That's Mashiach, okay? And that's the idea of hinted in the verse of it was to be strengthened west, east, north, south, wherever you fall, there'll be chizuk there already. That's the blessing Hashem already gave initially to Yaakov Avinu. To the point, Mashiach, and by extension, this is in the blessing that Yaakov is receiving, that Mashiach will be able to elevate the Jews from all the bad places in the world that they fell and have been pushed off and rejected into there. And, and why these places? What's the, they're called bad places. Because in the four corners of the world, which are far from Eretz Yisrael, spiritually and also physically, mentally, emotionally, at all levels, in the physical place of the world, like we said, we said this in the last class, if you remember, that it's in the physical location of place where the exchange chambers have this, the greatest stronghold to fool people and to keep people trapped. In other words, the world can also be beautiful and all blessing, but at the same time, it can be a trap to keep a person stuck in an imaginary existence, in the wrong existence, okay? So that's what the, the, the stronghold of the exchange chambers to fool people and get them stuck. Like those, that famous example, those people, they want to come to live there, it's Israel, but they're stuck, they can't, they can't move. So how am I going to make a parnasa? How am I going to survive? What am I going to do? And they have a lot of phobias and imaginations which cause them to believe, you know, I have parnasa here, I have money here, I can live here, I have a good school for my kids, I can't just pick up and go to Eretz Yisrael. You know, I can't just leave everything. So what's also uh, adding to their phobias and their misconception of the true reality is the exchange chambers which have such a stronghold on places farthest and far from Eretz Yisrael, physically and spiritually, okay? So he's saying that in places, north, south, east, west, earth, physical place, 
That is the main stronghold of the exchange chambers, which the job is, like we said earlier, to fool people, to make people convinced of the wrong thing. Nonetheless, Nonetheless, Mashiach the God Tzedek, who come from the loins of Yaakov Avinu, that's why Yaakov is being blessed with these blessings, from all these places that they can be thrown far from, and stuck seemingly because of the exchange chambers, from all of those places, Mashiach, the righteous Redeemer, Redeemer were able to gather them in, and elevate them back to the right place, and rectify every descendant of Yaakov. The thing is, to be a descendant of Yaakov, not a descendant of Avraham, who had Yishmael, and not a descendant of Yitzchak or Esav, a descendant of Yaakov. Okay? All of them are in the picture, no matter how far they may fall. Bivchinat, like we said, this is the idea of that blessing that Yaakov received, we mentioned earlier, Okay? So with this, we have no answers, basically, the blessing. Hashem says, your descendants will be like the earth of the land. What does that mean? That means no matter how far they get scattered, you, Yaakov, are able to fix them, the place, connect them to the infinite light, and by doing so, bring them back. So that's, in other words, is the beginning of the actual blessing. The actual blessing is, you will be strengthened and strong from any four directions. And, and uh, what, what's leading to that is be, your, your offspring will be like the earth of the land, scattered, okay, scattered, and any, any, uh, going to any place, no matter how far, and yet, ufaratsta, to be strengthened. And this, what I'm saying is the actual blessing of Mashiach, that was the descendant of Yaakov, so it's really implying, referring to him, there's this descendant, that he's able to do that, have that capacity to do that. And he's saying, Rav Nosen now, that this is connected to what it says in Psalm 107, Hodu, the famous Psalm 107, that he started this discourse, where we learn all the laws of giving, who, who is obligated to say what's called the Birkata Gomel, the, bless, the blessing of thanksgiving. So in that psalm, it starts off, Shezeu Bechinat, what it says there in verse 2 and 3, chapter 107. Let's, look, let's see it inside, because the, the, the wording is beautiful. The wording of this verse, just to see the whole wording, Rav just quotes pieces of it. 107, verse 2, Psalms. They will say, so will say, those redeemed by Hashem, in which Hashem redeemed them from their suffering. Right, and, and verse 3 continues, And from their lands, Hashem, the Aratzot, the lands that Hashem gathered them in, and he says, from east, from west, and from the north, and from the sea. Miyam. Yam is referring to the sea, the southern sea, believe it or not. The south sea of Eretz Yisrael, possibly, okay? The, not the Indian Ocean, what's it called? The Gulf, the Persian Gulf, right? Persian Gulf. And, right? Red Sea. <laughs> Red Sea, okay. The, the commentary is up because they say the Red Sea, okay? So there was, this, is the, this is what they will say, those who were redeemed, they will praise Hashem. Because the verse, the first verse 1 read, Give thanks to Hashem because He's good and forever is His kindness. This will be said and recited by those who were redeemed by Hashem. You got that? It's unbelievable. It's also saying, they will say the following, coming up in verse four, uh, after verse 4 and 5, 8, 6. Okay? But the idea is that wherever they, they're pushed off, they will be saved from there. 
So Rav Nosson is connecting the blessing of Yaakov Avinu to what it says in verse 107. So thus will say those redeemed by Hashem, etc. And from the lands they were gathered in, from east, from west, so he's connecting what it says in the Torah, Parshat Vayetzeh, to what it says here in 107. And the idea is giving thanks, coming back and giving thanks to Hashem, which is the idea of the Simcha. And so, so here of this he's saying that when it says Ufaratsta in, in Bayakov it says and you will strengthen yourself but there's no trace of Simcha is mentioned. So here in Psalm 107 Simcha of giving thanks is mentioned and that will be given by those who come in from the four corners of the earth. So that's what Rav said that they will be mitchazek strengthened with joy. And this will be the this will be the job of the redeemer, and this is already hinted to in the blessing that Yaakov Avinu was given by Hashem, showing that no matter what, there's hope. That's the that's the bottom line of this blessing. Is an actual blessing of hope. No matter where they'll be thrown, your offspring, they'll be mitchazek with simcha. That's the Psalm 107. Okay. And with the Simcha and the Chizuk, they were able to come back and reconnect to the source, the Makom, which is the source of joy, which we will get into Bezrat Hashem.